a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. Today we are going to talk about the homeschool secret weapon. This is episode 491 and you can find today's show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Well, the homeschool secret weapon is not the perfect curriculum, perfectly run home, or peaceful household. I know, while all of those things are great, the true secret lies in a little known fact that I'm going to share with you in just a minute. Also, visit our updated Media Angels website for classes, books, planners, and so much more to help you on your homeschool journey. If you missed my last podcast, Homeschooling Secrets, check it out. I've put the link in the show notes, or you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and look for that show. So it's time to dig deep, and I need your full attention. Sure, homeschool moms are great at multitasking. I love to multitask. And you may be driving, folding clothes, or perhaps even painting a wall with your kids. I kid you not, I received an email from a mom telling me that she enjoyed listening to my podcast with her kids while they were painting a couple of the rooms in their house. I loved it. But seriously, I need your attention today because the information I'm sharing with you will take some convincing, but it is really true. It's not that my information is incorrect or that it's flawed in some way. The issue at hand is that humility may get in the way, not my humility, yours. And I'm truly not trying to be vague. If you've listened to any of my past 490 episodes, I know that's a ridiculous number, isn't it? But I'm, and I'm still at it. Um, I usually get right to the point, but I wanted to lay this foundation because I really want you to consider what I'm going to say. And the truth is, the secret weapon is you, mom, and it's you, dad. Not to put pressure on you any more than you possibly put on yourselves, but the simple fact is, you're it. You are the head of your home the head of your classroom, the head of discipline, the head of organization in your family. You are the head of, of scheduling. You are the head of, you know, helping your kids or selecting your curriculum. 
And you're basically head honcho, or whatever title you want to give yourself. Who gives the final word of what happens in your child's education? You. Who has the final word in your, your child's physical needs? You do. What about spiritual? What about emotional? What about their well-being? Truthfully, it is literally in the palm of your hand. How did I come up with this conclusion? Well, after many years of homeschooling and really not cutting myself slack, I think we can be the hardest on ourselves, can't we? And me telling you that you are a homeschool secret weapon makes you think, oh my gosh, gosh, if she only knew me, if she only knew my failings, you know, or where I yelled at my child and I lost my temper or, you know, I, I just, I just can't do this anymore. And you may have all of these reasons why you're not good enough, or you don't have enough education in a specific topic or, or, or class or all of these things that, you know, we, we put ourselves down or we don't think we have it together enough. Like, you know, the homeschooler next door, whoever that person is, And we have to be real. You know, I had my struggles homeschooling, and I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. But I really want to focus on the fact that over the years, when I looked at my homeschooling curriculum, I put blame on various sources, entities, and even on my own shoulders for what I considered academic or character struggles my children were going to and going through in their lives. For example, if the curriculum um, was difficult or it was too easy, you know, I would say, oh gosh, you know, this, this isn't working for us. Or if my child was struggling, for example, didn't get algebra from one book, no worries, we purchased another. Or if, you know, there, w- there was a character struggle, um, I would say, oh gosh, you know, they're just too young for that. Or um, we're working on it. Or maybe they don't have enough knowledge because we haven't covered that yet. Or they're, you know, they don't have the information that they need, you know. And at some point, I had to stop and say, I can't blame their teacher because I am their teacher. And of course, I got a good chuckle over that. But I also felt at times that I was sorely lacking. Now, instead of that being a burden to you, like it was to me at the time, I decided I needed to embrace it, and I realized that I could not address the issue without first acknowledging my shortcomings and then doing something about it. If my child was misbehaving, for example, I had many options, but one of them was to do something and not to do nothing. When we ignore an issue, it does not go away. It just multiplies the next time, and then it gets worse. We need to correct the behavior or we'll see it again and again. And then we're going to turn into a nagging, repeating parent and having children that no one wants to be around. There are so many podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network that are great resources for you. And you can find those on um, this website and then as well as other products on the MediaAngels.com website. And so you're not in this alone. When I began homeschooling in 1986, I know when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, as I like to say, but all those years ago, there weren't, um, you know, as many books available as there are now. And over the years, it's become overwhelming. 
At every convention I attended, I found the next best thing. Yet, when I tried to implement it at home, I found that this next best thing was not what I was looking for. Whether it was a book, a workbook, a video, a game, or even a book on scheduling. I discovered that I I called it curriculum impaired. I could never use a curriculum the way it was designed. And then I decided, you know what? I need to embrace that. That's okay. It's okay if we use part of this curriculum and then part of another one. You know, it's okay if we decide we're going to take a break today and instead of learning about plants in a book, we are going to actually go plant a garden and and plan that. We're going to do some things that were hands-on. And I did a lot of hands-on activities with my younger children, and I learned that they thrived. I also discovered that I needed to be all in in order to embrace that they were, you know, what we were learning, and also to get my kids on board. I needed the support of my family. If your kids are not on board, if they're, they haven't bought into this, you know, ideal that homeschooling is where they want to be, you may need to start with that and go over some pros and cons. I know that if you've decided to homeschool and take your, your children out of a school setting, there may be some struggles, especially with teens and friendships or like the lady who does my hair, she and her sister are twins, and they actually started homeschooling in high school, and they absolutely loved it. And so, you know, they they both had um, different fields. Her sister, her twin sister is a nurse, and she's a beautician. And they had different areas they wanted to go um, into. But she said, you know, they didn't lose their friends, they still had their friends, they still kept connected to their friends, and their friends were really jealous that they were getting to homeschool and they weren't. And so, you know, it's, it's different for different families, but your kids need to buy in that they want to be homeschooled. And we need to look at what their needs are and provide for them. One of the things um, that I've done several podcasts on is, you know, finding your child's passion and also, you know, giving your child time to think. That is actually an upcoming podcast. Um, But if you give your child a book and you walk away, you're going to become frustrated like I did because I would turn around and they were gone. You know, greatest magic trick ever. Give your kids a book, set them in a room, and then they disappear. But, um, you know, I would find that they would just leave because they were frustrated or they needed me. um, And they just thought, well, I'll get back to it, which is what they would normally say. Well, I was looking for you or I was waiting for you to come back. And then we would go over what I need, you know, to go over. The other thing my kids did brilliantly was they lost books. If I had a dollar for every time a math book was lost, I'd be a very rich woman. Or they failed to complete an assignment. You know, so I could go through a list of so many things that happened in my 32 years of homeschooling. But let me just say this, you know, yes, we're all going to have bad days. I remember um, with the first two children, they just squabbled, you know, I had a boy and a girl and they were oil and water some, some days. And so I would just say, put away your books. Don't worry. We've got Saturday when we can do school. And we're going to conquer this issue that you two are having with each other. Lo and behold, doing uh, schoolwork on a Saturday was not something they wanted to do. 
And so, you know, they, I, all I had to do was remind them, do we need to stop schooling and address this issue so we can finish it on Saturday? And it was a miraculous, you know, technique, and they just were going to get along, or at least not complain out loud. And I found that in many discussions um, with friends and my husband and even my children, that we needed to get together and be on the same page with what we were doing. Um, another another um, interesting thing was my husband, and he loved to listen to some talk radio. And there was a homeschool dad of a large family. Um, he was a, a Catholic, a psychologist, and and my husband thought he was great. Um, his name was Dr. Ray. I don't know if he still has his radio program, or he probably has a podcast at this point. But my husband thought Dr. Ray was great. He loved this man. He loved his advice. And, you know, he especially loved his advice to moms. And he would say, you know, moms hold all the power in their hands. And they can determine, you know, if a child receives privileges, it's up to them. And he would talk about, um, I remember my husband telling me one episode where he said he came home and all the kids were in every available corner of their home. And he knew that, you know, that they had been having issues. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what specifically happened, but that mom was taking care of it, you know, and, and that was important. The important thing is that it's up to the mom to follow through and just let your kid know, listen, you know, there are some things you want to do. It's not going to happen unless this gets done. And also, uh, not novel advice, but in the context of homeschooling, it becomes very powerful. We are with our kids 24-7, and our kids do know exactly what buttons to push. They know when we're tired, and they will conquer and divide. They'll tell mom, well, mom you know, dad said I could do this, or dad, you know, mom said I could do this. And you and your husband need to be on the same page. You know, we can't allow our kids to divide us. If there's something we disagree on, we have to talk about it, but in another room where we don't have an audience. Or sometimes kids blur the lines of exactly what they mean, you know, and and what they said you said. You know, for example, if I would say to my kids, you know, did you complete your assignment? You know, in their words, yes, I completed it. Did I finish every problem? No. And so we have to let our kids know that, you know, we're on to them. And that's why I felt bad for, badly for my last, uh, the youngest three, because I already had the experience of the older two. Um, and so that's why with the younger ones, sometimes as parents, the younger ones get away with things. But as our kids said, mom just got smarter, and we really couldn't pull a lot over on her. You know, we have a toolbox, we have a homeschool secret weapon toolbox, and those things contain the following. Again, these are on the show notes um, on Vintage Homeschool Moms, episode 490. So you have the power of yes and no you can remove distractions. And what do I mean by that? I mean devices, whether they be cell phones or iPads or, or a computer, whatever that is. Um, I have adult kids that have aggravated me that live at home. And I've just said, you know, go put your, fo- your phone on your dad's desk because my husband's office is, is, clo- is usually closer than anything else. And there's no argument. 
they know they need to do that or they're going to lose it for the rest of the night and maybe not get it back the next day. And, you know, even one child who purchased their own phone, regardless, if you're living in my house, you follow my instructions. And usually that's for disrespect, you know, and, and so we have to set those boundaries. The third is you can, <laughs> number three, you can set boundaries. Um, one of the things that I've had to do um, with my children was to give them a time limit when they had to complete their schoolwork. It could not take all day or into the night because we don't want to deal with it. So they had a time limit. And again, if it wasn't done, then that's where something else would have to come in, where they would lose a privilege or lose dessert or whatever that was. Um, you know, I know some parents would just say, well, you're going to have to skip lunch. And I'm Italian and have this thing about food and starving to death. Um, and so, you know, not that we starved, but you know what I'm saying that that food's important uh, to our family. And so I would just do something that was an extra, you know, an extra, a bag of chips that they weren't going to get or something so that they understood. And then always ask your children, do you know why? you're losing this privilege, you'll be surprised that 90% of the time they'll say no. They just think we're being mean. And that's not true. I also say to children, you know, when you're being disrespectful, I don't think you're, you got up and said, gosh, today, how can I irritate mom? I know that you don't mean to do that, but that doesn't mean that you can get away with doing it. And the fourth thing was exactly what I said. You can decide if a child foregoes a snack or a treat. And the fifth is you can give permission, but you can also take it away. Um, I was talking to a parent um, and, you know, they were going on about their child and, you know, some of the issues they were having and then proceeded to share with me that the child was going on an overnight trip camping with this family. And I said, you know, in the future, you may consider using that as leverage. That is something that's fun. Yes, it was planned and it will be disappointing to the friend and the other family. And what would even be more disappointing is when you have two children going and one that misbehaved didn't get to go. I guarantee you that's a lesson that would be learned the first time. And then you would talk to that child and make sure that that child understood why they lost the privilege. If we don't do this when our kids are younger, there's no way they're going to learn this as adults. Another story I want to share is, I think it's a funny story. Um, my daughter's friend that she brought home from the local university she was intending didn't quite think it was as funny. But um, my, this young girl was um, talking and she was telling me, um, you know, about, you know, well, now that I'm an adult, I can do this. And now I'm an adult and I can do that. And she was going on and on about how she was now an adult. So I asked her how old she was. And she said 18. And I said, well, you know, um, when did you turn 18? And she, you know, it was like two or three months ago. I said, so you've been an adult for an entire three months. And she just kind of looked at me and my daughter shaking her head and kind of smiling, thinking, oh my gosh, this, my friend really doesn't know what she's getting into with my mom. You know, and the girl kind of laughed a little bit. And then she proceeded um, to tell me that she thought that I was very restrictive with my daughter 
And um, there were a lot of things that I wouldn't let my daughter do and so forth. And I thought that was really interesting. A brave girl, right? And so, um, you know, and she also said, well, and I think your interest in her life is really excessive. And I know she still lives at home, but you know, one of the things you should consider is letting her move, you know, on campus. And I thought, well, that's really interesting, especially since we live 15 minutes away. And so, you know, she wasn't quite that blatant, but, but she, you know, I knew what she meant. So I explained, I said, well, in this household, it's not a republic or a democracy it's a monarchy and I'm the queen. Of course, my daughter had heard that before. And she, again, she was shaking her head and this girl was so appalled. So I went on and explained further. I said, being the head of a household and reigning as queen means I care for those that are in my charge, whether that's my husband or my children, I would lay down my life for my kingdom. And that's my family. And I want to provide the best I can within my means. Yes, moms, you are the queen of your family. Yes, dads, you are the king. It is a responsibility, yes, but a privilege as well. And it's weighty. We need to refill our tanks occasionally, and I have an upcoming podcast on this topic. But being a queen or a king is a thankless job. And we do it because we are born into this and we thrive when it's a job well done. The homeschool secret weapon is our attitude and our outlook on our homeschool journey. It's placing things in perspective and not stressing the small stuff or being guilty. I've gone through so much guilt about different things. You know, I had one son that was complaining about what he didn't learn And I'm sorry, you didn't watch nasty movies or, you know, you weren't around bad language or you didn't know some, you know, specific songs that everyone knows, you know, you'll live. And my other kids, you know, were teasing him as well and saying, look, you know, mom did what she thought was important. And and now that you're an adult, if you want to watch that stuff, that's on you. And I found out my son didn't really want to. He was just you know, giving me a hard time. And honestly, I had to pull away from the homeschool community at one point in time, because I needed to reexamine my focus. I didn't really and truly, um, I just saw that there were, you know, some things within the homeschool community that I found, um, you know, were, were my way or the highway. And I know, you know, now we have every flavor of the week, every flavor of the month, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, differences of opinion. And at at one point, I just felt that, you know, everything had to be a specific way. And there was a lot of criticism. And that's why I'm telling you, you know, and, you know, little joke, yeah, we're, we're king and queen here. But, you know, The point I'm trying to make is that you get to make the decisions, you and your husband, um, you know, your single mom or dad, then you make that decision and stand by it. You know, yeah, if we mess up, we can change. We can, we can change our minds and it's okay. But I had to pull away for a while and really examine what my focus was, what I wanted for my kids and to regroup. 
And it was wonderful. And then what came out of that time of regrouping is actually the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and community. I wanted to celebrate what was good in homeschooling with people I knew. Um, Actually, the majority of the people on this network as of uh, recording this in 2023, and this is our 10th year as a network, um, I actually, I know, I know these people, you know, I've met them at convention. I've, I've met them in real life. You know, some of them are, are good friends of mine. And these were podcasters that I could trust that had your best interest in mind. You know, I've had podcasters that have disagreed on principle with each other. And they were, you know, gracious in talking to each other. But it's not, you know, this, um, you know, name calling and things like that, which I I consider not appropriate. So the first step is, you know, deciding that you can do it and and own it. And the next is realizing that while you're the homeschool secret weapon, the question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to realize the power you have and use it wisely? I pray that you do. I pray this information has been helpful and you can use it to benefit your children and your family. We undervalue our service, our service to our family, or at best, we're too humble to appreciate it. And that is why I asked for your full attention at the beginning of this podcast. I know your hearts are good and you want what is best for your family. Listen, we all fail. We all fall, fall short. There are frustrations, there are difficulties, it's easy to blame others or even your kids for their lack of cooperation, but we've got the tools and they're at our disposal. And that, my friends, is a good start. So take care, God bless. I hope you enjoy the other podcasts on this network. You can find tons of information. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of hours worth of podcast of uh, homeschool advice on this podcast. So you can um, find out more information by going to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com to visit my podcast and the ultimate homeschool podcast network for others. Bye for now and talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at mediaangels.com and the vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.